30-minute reviews, beware of spoilers, and exploring hyperspace lanes are all available ad-free. But if you want to support the show, you can go to bewareofspoilers.com and click the support button that's available on the Spotify website. Thank you. Good morning, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. For this, the penultimate episode of Loki. Yet another penultimate episode that does something different. Um, I don't know. I I watched this episode, and I feel like this is one of the weaker second-to-last episodes um, that they've had so far. My car is a little loud because it's cold, and it does that for some reason. I'm not 100% why, um, but it does. So, um, yeah. But I think that, like, I, I don't think enough got done in this episode. I think there's a chance that we're looking at the, the solution to the Kang problem. Namely... How does Marvel move forward with the multiverse saga in a world where, you know, Jonathan Majors is who he is um, and has the baggage that he has? How, how does Marvel move forward in that world? Um, and look, I, I think that, like, the scenario they could go with very clearly after this episode is... Loki as the Beyonder. And I think that, like, they could do a better version of what happened in The Flash. So to recap what happened in The Flash, and I'm talking about the movie, not the TV show, is at the end of the movie, the bad guy, quote-unquote, is a Barry who has become so obsessed with saving this timeline that he has gone insane. And that's who it is. And... It's executed poorly because the version of Barry that is trying to do it is the wrong version of Barry. Like, I think the wrong variant of Barry does that. Um, and there is a way to, to handle it better. If you go back and listen to my discussion of the Flash movie, you'll, you'll hear me talk about it a little bit more. I talked about this at length. I think both here and I think also on 30 Minute Reviews. Um, but there's a world in which you use that same kind of motivation for Loki. Um, where Loki is, you know, becomes he who remains at the end. And in a weird way, Secret Wars does a full circle ending. Especially if we're looking at what is rumored to be a reboot after Secret Wars. If you do Secret Wars again, where the villain is Loki, that could be interesting. Um... And I think there's a world in which all of that kind of makes sense. And I would be interested to see where that plays. Um, I think that could be certainly more interesting than Kang for two movies. Where it's, it's Loki. And, and the thing that really made Infinity War and Endgame work was Thanos' time to develop. Infinity War is a Thanos movie. It's not a, it's not a Avengers movie. It is a movie about Thanos and about how Thanos, um, you know, is going to go about his mission to 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 
fix the universe. And because we've spent so much time with Thanos and we understand his motivation and we understand where he's coming from and why he's doing what he's doing, even if he's severely misguided in what he's trying to do, there is a, a thought process, A to B to C to D, that we are familiar with and we know. I think that doing that same thing with Loki and having Loki take the form of, I mean, what we would have called Kang, but would have been the Beyonder if we're doing Secret Wars from uh, 86, or was that 86? Or 80, yeah, 86. Or if we're doing 2015 Secret Wars, Doctor Doom, like, all this talk in that variety piece, like, do they pivot to Doctor Doom? And it's like, no, I think, I think you have a pretty clear way to do this now. You pivot to Loki. You have Loki be he who remains, and he's the one who's going to do all of this just to keep reality together, because he thinks he's doing the right thing. And that's the ultimate tragedy of Loki as a character, is that he is, you know, I don't think Loki is really a, a bad guy for the sake of being evil at any point in the MCU. He's just someone who wants love. Like, that's where he starts out. He starts out in, um, what's it called, in, in, in Thor. He just wants his father's approval. He, and then in, in, even to an extent in, in Avengers, he's also just looking for his father's approval. And then by the time we get to, you know, what's it called, when we get to Dark World and, um, what's it called, when we get to Dark World and Ragnarok, it's kind of like, alright, well, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of doing the right thing. And then by the time we get to his character arc resolving in, uh, what was that, in, uh, in, in Infinity War... It's him accepting who he is and, and making the sacrifice. And now, like, it, if we get through this, it's like, this is him acknowledging, I'm not a bad person, I'm just trying to do the right thing. And he's going to end up in the misguided point where he is so concerned about the threat of Kang the Conqueror. He is so concerned about the threat of, of something bigger coming and destroying all of creation, that he is going to become this being. I think we're going to end up with Loki as he who remains by the end of this show. And then what we end up with at the end of that is this idea that, you know, he's going to be, you know, if that's the case, and it is Loki at the end of, at the end of, you know, at the end of time then what does that do for everything going on? Like, is he there filling the same role as he who remains, writing everyone's futures and, and all of that? Um, which is kind of interesting, and it's an interesting idea to play with. Um, again, playing into this idea of, does do people have free will? Which we talked about back in 20, 2001, I think, where it's like, or not 2001, 2021, where we were talking about what is Phase 4's theme, and number one Phase 4's theme is processing grief, and, you know, and processing, you know, different types of trauma more than anything else. Um, but there's also this undercurrent of free will, and who has control over their own destiny. And if that's really what the multiverse saga is, it's going to be this this big grand question of who has control of their of their own lives and who has that 
over their destiny, then I think that's an interesting approach. Like, it, it, it could lead to a lot of interesting storytelling if you're going to do that. I can't guarantee it, but, you know, we will see. Um, I think the whole thing with OB, with the science fiction explanation, is kind of interesting. Um, and, and I think, too, it's like, anytime we play with the meta in that way, I'm really interested. You, you've got me hooked in. Where it's like, we... We have to, and I think too. My, my I think my my idea that Deadpool shows up by the end of the show may be a little bit incorrect, um, but yeah, I mean we like that's the thing is that this episode was so focused on on everyone else. It was so focused on um, you know Mobius and what he was doing in his alternate life, and I think that like Owen Wilson, man, he just has a great performance in this episode. When he's talking about his, uh, you know, him wanting to go back to, to, to save his, his family. Um, it's just so well done. And I think that, you know, outside of that, like, all these other stories about everyone and him bringing all these people together um, to be like, we can fix this and, and all of that. It's like, but, but why? Um, it's just kind of a little interesting. I'm curious as to, like, what the Watcher thinks about all of this as reality is unfolding. Um, and I think, too, it's, like, the ending where everyone starts to spaghetti, um, which, man, phase four is a real thing for turning people into spaghetti, but, like, as that's happening at the end and, and people are starting to do that and he, and he time slips right before it, like, it's... It's a really interesting idea. Um, and I was like, oh, don't do this. Like, because my thing is, I, I see what you're doing. You're doing Infinity War. The end of Infinity War. And that's what you're going to do going into the finale. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like that would get a little, you know, weird. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a little bit out there. Um, so what else have we got? Um, yeah, I'm just really interested in where this show goes from now. I think that in terms of, like, the fifth episode of these shows has always been kind of the one where it jolts in the high gear a lot of the time. Not not so much jolts in the high gear, but, like, really lays out everything we didn't quite know necessary for the finale. And that is kind of the pitfall of what happens when you have movie people writing TV. Um where it's two different... We've talked about this before, where it's like writing a novel and writing a screenplay are two different skill sets. But to that end, it's not just that, but also writing a, a TV show is a different skill set from writing a movie. You need to be able to, you know, tell stories in a different cadence when you're doing TV versus doing a movie. And to that end, like, every MCU show so far has kind of had the same kind of cadence for each episode... To the point where the second to last episode is almost always, with the exception of, like, She-Hulk, like, setting up the big third act fight. And giving you all the information you need to know for that to land properly. And to that end, it is kind of the same issue. Where it's like, you know, here, they're doing it properly. Like... 
We don't have all the answers going into the finale. The finale's gonna answer the questions. That's what the finale is. The finale shouldn't just be the punchy punch to figure out who wins, and spoiler alert, it's gonna end up being the hero nine times out of ten. But that shouldn't be what that is. And I think that that is kind of where these shows have kind of lost people, is that they all feel like you're watching a six to eight hour movie. This, I think, handles it a little bit better. Um, because it feels like it's an actual TV show with actual mystery that they're actually unfolding on a week-to-week basis. Um, I'm just interested to see how this plays out going into the finale. Um, and then, too, like, take into consideration, like, Loki, you know, when when they did Loki, the second-to-last episode was the one where they go to the Void. Um, and that's the one with Richard E. Grant and, and all of that. And it's like, when I saw the description of this um, episode, it's like Loki travels to a bunch of broken timelines. I was like, oh shit, there could be cameos here. And I was very happily surprised because I feel like the cameos exist, like, I, like the cameos would have helped the ratings. I think the ratings are kind of down uh, year to year or season to season. Um, but at the same time, I think that like you know, it is a it's an interesting kind of approach, so to speak, to have this to have this be what it is, um, and and to sit here and just like deal with variants. I think that none of them are really quite fleshed out as well as they should have been. Um, and I think that, that is definitely an issue. Where it's like, I feel like I have a, a you know, like, a knowledge of who, Mobi- uh, who Mobius is, and I have a knowledge of who, um, what's it called is? Who, um, OB is. But everyone else kind of doesn't feel like entire characters. Everyone else kind of feels like half characters um where it's like they they feel like okay we are explaining you know like this is this like this is what was it B-52 is her name um the girl who's the nurse in in the alternate timeline and the thing is too they play with your expectations they know what they're doing because when when you first go to see her it says New York 2012 and you're like oh shit New York 2012, I know what this is, this is when Avengers takes place, and then nothing, no, she's just there, um, and I do appreciate that they're just like, you know, that these are just, you know, real worlds, and I, I, I really love the whole play with the rules of fiction to be able to do, to be able to be, do things, like, if science isn't working, play with the rules of fiction, um, and it's really endowing, like, Loki with, like, almost like a Toon Force kind of power, like, you know, for those who don't know, Toon Force is the, you know, the term for, like, Bugs Bunny, or anything like that, where it's, it's these characters who are in a cartoon and kind of know they're in a cartoon, and that's their superpower, um, that, that is kind of what that felt like. But yeah, we will wrap up there for today, um, tonight we'll be doing another movie, I, like a dumbass, did not go and uh, figure out what movie we're going to do next. Um, that would have been the smart thing to do um, and work out the schedule last night, but I went and watched Loki and then got really into playing Kingdom Hearts Shannon Memories. 
which I have other shit to do. I really shouldn't be doing that. But regardless, we'll wrap up that for today. And until our next episode, have a great rest of your week.